news. The world's media spotlight continues to be focused on Syria, with Russia and America announcing they have reached an agreement on Syria's chemical weapons. As reported last week, having stood idly by while the Syrian civil war claimed the lives of over 100,000 people, an uproar has arisen over the use of chemical weapons which violate the Geneva Convention. Chemical weapons do not kill people nicely, and therefore the world has had to speak out. However, when America threatened action, an even greater uproar has been made by the nations around the world, including the Vatican. Russia has rushed in with a solution that will deal with chemical weapons and leave the murderous regime intact. The Ottawa Citizen reported under the following headline, U.S.-Russia reach agreement on the framework to secure Syrian chemical weapons, that the United States Secretary of State John Kerry and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov reached agreement Saturday on a framework for Syria to destroy all of its chemical weapons and said that they would seek a UN Security Council resolution that could authorize sanctions short of military action, if Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's government fails to comply. The world will now expect the Assad regime to live up to its public commitment, Kerry told a packed news conference in the International Hotel in Geneva. There can be no games, no room for avoidance, or anything else less than full compliance by the Assad regime. The deal calls for international inspectors to be on the ground in Syria by November and to complete their initial work by the end of that month. All of Syria's chemical weapon stocks, material and equipment would have to be destroyed or removed by mid-2014, end quote. The agreement came after three days of intense negotiations. The Washington Post reported, Syria, which is not a party to the Geneva talks, denied until this week that it even had chemical weapons. Under Russian pressure, Assad agreed to acknowledge the stockpiles and join the international weapons ban, end quote. What this effectively does is protect Syria, a Russian friend and ally, from Western military intervention and places it under Russia's watch. This is in keeping with the words of Ezekiel 38 verse 7, where we read, Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Strong's defines this as to observe, to guard, to watch over, to watch a place of confinement. Gesenius adds to place in custody. So Russia has placed Syria under its custody, protected from the West. The Russian initiative has greatly weakened the United States' role in international affairs. The Washington Post reported the back-down approach, where it stated Washington and London have now backed off the use of force provision, and the revised French draft being circulated at the UN Security Council has weakened it. Instead, the draft calls for continuous review of Syria's compliance, and, if Syria does not comply, to impose further measures that, of course, are unspecified, end quote. Well, the New York Times headline read, As Obama pauses action, Putin takes center stage. The article stated, Suddenly, Mr. Putin has eclipsed Mr. Obama as the world leader driving the agenda in the Syrian crisis. He is offering a potential, if still highly uncertain, alternative to what he has vocally criticized as America's militarism and reasserted Russia's interest in the region where it has been marginalized since the collapse of the Soviet Union. 
Although circumstances could shift yet again, Mr. Putin appears to have achieved several objectives, largely at Washington's expense. He has handed a diplomatic lifeline to his longtime ally in Syria, President Bashar al-Assad, who not long ago appeared to be at risk of losing power and who President Obama twice said must step down. He has stopped Mr. Obama from going around the United Nations Security Council, where Russia holds a veto to assert American priorities unilaterally, end quote. Well, the Washington Times, under the headline, Putin offers Obama face-saving lifeline and push for Syria to surrender chemical weapons, suggests that Putin has also bailed Obama out of a political crisis as well. Another article stated the speed with which Obama embraced the idea hinted at the depth of his political isolation. As support fast ebbs for military action in Congress and with his credibility as a world statesman in doubt. American President Obama has been weakly vacillating, not really wanting to act, but having painted himself into a corner with his red line speech on chemical weapons. Obama has lacked the backbone or resolve to be a man of his word. His indecisiveness has cost America the initiative in the region. Any hopes of the American cavalry coming to the rescue have gone up in a puff of hot air. The cost of the American strategic position is enormous. The words of Rabshakeh to Hezekiah regarding relying on Egypt as an ally in many years gone by are brought to mind when he said, Now, behold, thou trustest upon the staff of this bruised reed, even upon Egypt, on which if a man lean, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So is Pharaoh king of Egypt, and all that trust in him. 2 Kings 18, verse 21. Well, so is Obama, president of America. What kind of support is he able to give? How much should Israel rely on assurances America has given? Those who trust in him will be pierced through. This is, of course, the picture painted by Scripture in the time of the end. The Western nations, which for the past 60 years have been the world's policemen, are reduced to a feeble protest when Gog makes its final move in Ezekiel chapter 38. We read their protest in verse 13. Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? Yet there is no decisive action to do anything about this great evasion, invasion that will take place. We read of no counteroffensive whatsoever in the scriptures. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who will save the day. Well, Putin is not hiding anything about his real agenda. He addressed the American people in a plea for caution from Russia in the New York Times, ironically, on September the 11th. He wrote, Recent events surrounding Syria have prompted me to speak directly to the American people and to their political leaders. It is important to do so at a time of insufficient communication between our societies. Relations between us have passed through difficult stages. We stood against each other during the Cold War, but we were also allies once and defeated the Nazis together. The Universal International Organization, the United Nations, was then established to prevent such devastation from ever happening again. No one wants the United Nations to suffer the fate of the League of Nations, which collapsed because it lacked real leverage. This is possible if influential countries bypass the United Nations and take military action without Security Council authorization. The potential strike by the United States against Syria, 
Despite strong opposition from many countries and major political and religious leaders, including the Pope, will result in more innocent victims and escalation, potentially spreading the conflict far beyond Syria's borders, as strike would increase violence and unleash a new wave of terrorism. It could undermine multilateral efforts to resolve the Iranian nuclear problem and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and further destabilize the Middle East and North Africa. It could throw the entire system of international law and order out of balance. From the outset, he continues, Russia has advocated peaceful dialogue, enabling Syrians to develop a compromise plan for their own future. We are not protecting the Syrian government, but international law. We need to use the United Nations Security Council and believe that preserving law and order in today's complex and turbulent world is one of the few ways to keep international relations from sliding into chaos. The law is still the law, and we must follow it whether we like it or not. He continues, It is alarming that military intervention in international conflicts in foreign countries has become commonplace for the United States. He goes on to state the world reacts by asking, if you cannot count on international law, then you must find other ways to ensure your security. He continues, we must stop using the language of force and return to the path of civilized diplomatic and political settlement. A new opportunity to avoid military action has emerged in the past few days. The United States, Russia, and all members of the international community must take advantage of the Syrian government's willingness to place its chemical arsenal under international control for subsequent destruction. Finally, he states, there are big countries and small countries, rich and poor, those with long democratic traditions and those still finding their way to democracy. Their policies differ, too. We are all different. But when we ask for the Lord's blessing, we must not forget that God created us equal. End quote. So Putin's goal is the containment of America and the advancement of his will, or the will of all nations. Putin doesn't want America to be the world's policeman anymore. Putin wants America to be shackled by the will of the United Nations. Now remember, the United Nations is the body that made 65 resolutions against Israel between 1955 and 1992 without one resolution against the Palestinians. More recently, in 2012, there were 21 resolutions against Israel and four for the rest of the world. This is the body that Putin would like to put control into the hands of. Well, what is also of great interest is Putin's reference to Christianity and faith, showing a revival at the highest level of Christianity in the former atheistic communist Russia. Following Putin's letter, Dmitry Trenin, director of the Carnegie Moscow Center, was interviewed and stated the following, The larger goal, and the really big goal, is forcing the United States back into the UN Security Council-centered international system. I think Putin is basically saying something a lot of people will find objectionable, that the United States has been soaring outside international law and it's time for the country to return inside the framework of international law as codified by the United Nations Charter, especially with the Security Council. End quote. Putin's goal is to weaken the USA's role in the world and assert Russia's role in international affairs. It wants the UN to be the watchdog and all nations to be under its control. This is in keeping with the prophetic picture painted by the Bible. The invasion of Israel will be an international effort led by Russia, and it is described by the prophets, 
Zechariah 14, verse 2, for I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. The city will be taken, and so on and so forth. Joel chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. For behold, in those days and in that time when I bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, accomplished in 1948 and 1967, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people, for my heritage Israel. At the head of this conglomeration is Gog. We read in Ezekiel 38 verse 3, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, as it reads in the RV, Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks in thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia, Ethiopia, Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Tagarma of the north quarter, quarters and all his bands, and many people with thee. This is a European confederacy joined by Persia or Iran, Ethiopia, and Libya, led by Russia. Well, Russia also equates with the symbol of the dragon in Revelation 16. And there we find it using the doctrine of the French Revolution to draw all nations down. We read in verses 13 to 16, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, Russia, out of the mouth of the beast, Europe, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, the papacy. But they are spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. And he gathered them together into the place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Putin referred to equality in his speech. We must expect more of this rhetoric as Revelation informs us that it will be the frog spirit doctrines of liberty, equality, and fraternity coming out of the mouth of Russia, Europe, and the papacy that will draw the nations into the invasion of Israel. As the alliance described in the Bible continues to slide into place, as Western power wanes, Russian influence and protection grows, and preparations are being made for the gathering of the nations to the battle of Armageddon, we need to heed the words of the Lord sandwiched between the gathering of the nations and the battle itself. In Revelation 16 and verse 15, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. The world events around us are a call to action, to examine ourselves, to purge the leaven out of our own lives, being prepared, being sp spiritually clothed, being awake, being ready to meet our Lord when he comes. Come back next week and continue to watch with us on the Bible in the News.